1159 at Radio Free America. This is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> Hey, welcome everybody to our daily gun show. We try to come to you every night, every weeknight <clears throat> at midnight Eastern. And for about an hour, we talk about guns. We've got a bunch of people joining us tonight. We got Bob, the original co-host of the show, jumping in from Canada. Thanks for joining. Yeah, we got Dead Horse uh, coming in from Utah. Thanks for joining. Howdy. And we got Taters coming in from Michigan. Thanks for joining. Yeah, hey, thanks for the invite. So it's Monday. We talk about how to use the internet on Mondays. Um, I'm on the Gun Show Loophole Tour, so we can talk about driving around and whatever else comes to mind. We'll chat for about an hour here. Uh, we run this on YouTube because Night Strike hasn't got the live stuff going on GunTube yet. And we watch the chats over on Gun Channel. So if you want to follow along, gunchannels.com is a community that we built five years ago now. It's an active uh, community. Um, and uh, Lots of people like it, so uh, that's where we put our chats. And uh, we follow the text chat over there. So if you want to join in and be part of the conversation, I encourage you to do so. This is an effort, after all, at the new media, which isn't just taking an old television show or magazine article or radio show and sticking it on the internet. Instead, it's using the technologies and the ability to communicate in both directions and have an actual conversation so that we can Look at some nuance and move things further, hopefully. And it's also an effort to get people off their butts and use this technology that's made for 14-year-old kids to use with their thumbs, not be afraid of it, and to master it. After all, it's another weapon in our a tool in our arsenal so that we, the weapons, can be more effective. And with that, we will uh, dig into how to use YouTube for 2A. Um, what do you guys think? What do you think about that? We got a few people doing it. Um, I think it's a good idea. Any anything that gets the word out is a good idea. Um, yeah, I agree. And YouTube is the second biggest platform out there, so it's nice to uh, master it. But um, shouldn't be limited by it. It is a useful tool or being able to get stuff online. But once it's online, it's real easy to move things over to guntube.org, move things over to gunstreamer.com or to your own website. And you have the conversations where you intend it to be and just let the YouTube supplement whatever your message or your reach is. So again, for the people that are joining us late with the announcements, however they work over there, we're following the comments over on YouTube, uh, excuse me, over on gun channels. So. Uh, Join us over there. We have a, cha a channel there called Daily Gun Show. Uh, when you log in, first page you get to will usually have a an announcement of where the shows are when people run them live. So uh, nobody's chatting over there yet. We'll see what people start doing or not. And let's see. That horse you got any put on using YouTube for the second round? I think it's good just to put out gun, gun content, period. Whether you're preaching that you know about second amendment laws that you want to you know see changed or revoked or whether you're just out there shooting a gun just getting it out there is, is and doing it in a safe manner is is going to help promote it and show people hey there may be there may be not as evil as we've been told so i think doing anything period out there just putting guns out there two-way stuff out there period in any way you deem works best for you that's what you should be doing. That's a good point. And YouTube could be uh, easiest for some people because it's uh, probably built into their phone already. And, you know, they've got the ability to update and stuff or upload from a phone. They've got a lot of resources there and they've been doing it for a while. That ability to upload from a phone is really nice. For, there's a lot of people who don't have a home computer anymore oh, yeah. or, or who have never had one. Like they do everything on their phone. And so uh, being able to upload your videos and edit them from and, and downloading an app and being able to edit your videos on your phone and do everything from your phone. And I, 
yeah, I, I can definitely see people wanting to use YouTube just for that reason. Especially, I think, that that if you're not trying to be a TV show or you're not trying to, you know, I don't know, emulate some of the fanciest people that put the most money in their production, you can certainly do it from a phone. And like you say, with the apps and things, you can do a pretty decent job. It can actually look pretty polished and you never have to do anything more than take some video and then wiggle your thumbs around. There are a lot of people out there that didn't grow up in like you know, families with gun people and, and never touched a firearm, never seen a firearm. And their first experience was through YouTube. And, uh, it's a good thing, you know, it, because obviously most people are not going to give a crap about the second amendment if they don't give a crap about guns. And maybe they just don't know that they're into guns until they stumble upon a YouTube video. So that's true. Especially if they have given an introduction in this flavor or that flavor and they don't realize there's multiple flavors, multiple interests they could have. Where'd Night Strike go? I'm just about to ask him a question. I have heard a lot more people or a lot of people have been talking about how um, younger people are actually getting into firearms. They think it's you know par partially driven by um, the gaming industry. Like they, they get to play with these cool games that have all these cool guns in it and then they go, gee, I'm going to look up the, I'm going to look up something on that gun and they type it into YouTube and they get to see somebody actually shooting a real one. And I start thinking, you know, Hey, that guy can own it. I wonder if I can own it. And next thing you know, they're starting to look into the laws and yeah. So I, I think it can be a really beneficial I don't know where Night Strike went. And um, all right, so otherwise, uh, so we're saying putting stuff out there is good and being able to get it up there is great uh, easily. And I think that's useful, like stage to get some more flavor out there, different, um, I don't know, concepts out there that people might not realize. I see a heck of a lot of um, what are we going to call like the drives or the positions that people take, um, or the justifications, or whatever you want to call like the reasoning for appreciation for firearms is often around self-defense. And I guess that's fine. But um, you know, if we leave it to the standard or, you know, what has been traditionally the, the message that gets just uh, brought out there, it's almost always self-defense and stuff. In the same way you guys are talking about technologically, people aren't familiar with guns and stuff or just culturally or whatever. Um, I think there's something that we are losing if we insist that it's always self-defense. So self-defense is the reason we have a second minute. Self-defense is the reason we want to have firearms. Then how do you justify uh, just a, I don't know, some goofy gun that you just want or, you know, a rifle that's not anywhere, you know, appropriate for self-defense or whatever. So um, I like to see as many voices as possible so that we're not limited to the loudest voices. And that's what they say. So Night Strike, you haven't any better? Night Strike trumping in from South Carolina, owner of GunTube.org, which you know, is a potentially competitor to the big guy. Not really. I like to think of it as a competitor, at least for the gun side of it. Um, you might not be trying to create something that everybody in the world is going to use to show kitten videos and get kicked in the balls or whatever, but certainly have the potential to unite a community and to give the community some tools that are going to have, let's say, less restriction or less. Uh, influenced by the California-based, agenda-based, no, thank you too. Right. Just, uh, I just, uh, a while back, you know, I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. We had talked about this, and before, originally, it didn't seem like, you know, 
I, I was looking too far into things and then things just kind of started happening and you know it's a good thing I had I, I believe it's a good thing I had the foresight to actually come up with something and get it on a website you know instead of just waiting for something to happen yeah instead of sitting around you've got the skills and the tool started using so let's jump it off a stupid YouTube, which sucks and is based out of California and all that money goes to a bunch of people who hate gun owners and or hate guns. So that means they hate gun owners and they're not even interested in both sides of the story. Where what's the I don't know, what's what's been going on? We haven't talked a bit about gun tube in a while. What's happening over on GunTube? I'm paying for more bandwidth lately. Because <laughs> people keep uploading videos, which I'm I'm not opposed to people uploading videos, it's just you know, I got to pay for the bandwidth. Is that see the thing is storage space is one thing when you're hosting a website that does you know videos. Storage space is a major thing, but the other major thing is bandwidth, and that's not just you know when people visit your site. That's when people upload videos to your site. It's when people load videos from looking at your website. So it takes a lot of bandwidth and a lot of hard drive space to run a website like this. So for somebody that might be listening and thinking about this, if you take a um, picture of something and that goes onto your phone, you know, that has to live on a drive. It either lives on a thumb drive or on your phone's version of a hard drive, whatever. And that on might your SD card. Right. So that that photograph might be, let's call it, you know, whatever. So let's call it one unit in size. A video even a, a short video or even a video of poor quality is going to be many, many times larger than that image because obviously a video, oh yeah, look at that one. A video is many, many images strung together so that you see movement, right? So what we're talking about here, like that or, or like Nightstrike is saying, is the, um, uh, the images or the videos themselves, no matter what duration, you post so they need to exist on his server in order to feed them out to people. So that's going to take a certain amount of hard drive space, and that could be massive by the time you have many, many people contributing many, many videos to the, to the collaboration. Now, once they're there, that's great, but now people want to watch them. So every time somebody watches one, that's what we call bandwidth. So when we're talking hard drive space, that's the amount of space that those videos will take just to live on a hard drive. That's sort of like how much store you need if you have a Walmart or if you have a little storefront in a strip center or if you have like a standalone metal building or maybe you have a massive warehouse, right? That's that's your hard drive space. But then you have what this bandwidth that we keep talking about. So if you take that warehouse and you put a doggy door on it, you're only going to get a little tiny you know, bit of stuff in and out of that warehouse. Now, if you take that warehouse and you open up massive giant doors like on an airplane hangar where an entire airplane with its wings out you know is able to come in and out that would be an incredible amount of bandwidth that would be the equivalent of a video going out to the world from that hard drive so night strikes paying for both the storage of those things the size of that warehouse but also not just the door but the highway you know if you have a door the size of an airplane hangar but you have a little pebble road going up to it that's not going to work. You need a massive superhighway going up to it. So you're paying for bandwidth, the amount of bandwidth that actually happens. You're paying for throughput, you're paying for bandwidth, and you're paying for hard drive space. And when a bunch of people are posting stuff archival, right? You know, posting stuff and not pulling it down. They're not saying, this is my daily thing and then I'm going to pull it down tomorrow. It's going to be there and it's going to start to accumulate. So now, you know, we're at 700 something shows, I think. We're I don't know, we screwed up the numbering here with the road trip this time, but we're close in, if we haven't already hit 700 shows, we're close to 700. Those are all there. So each day we're throwing a little bit more into his warehouse, a little bit more. Now we need a little bit of road, like he's saying, bandwidth to, you know, you know, door to be able to put that stuff in there. But if two people watch it, you know, that's bandwidth. And 200 people watch it, that's bandwidth. And if 2,000 people watched it, we'd probably bankrupt them. So it's frustrating as the, is every angle of this and it's you know the youtube they're not the second largest search engine because they've got a tiny little warehouse and a dirt road going up to it they, no, they get they get data, data centers all over the country which of which their own servers are hosted in. exactly so it's all, all this stuff runs on it's the equivalent of a little mom and pop shop 
versus Amazon. And it might be an uphill battle, but we all know stories of giants that fall after being hit with a pebble. So uh, I don't think it's a, a, a effort in vain at all. I think that you've, like you said, have the tools and the skills and you're putting some effort into it. It's just a matter of, well, lots of things, I suppose, but. Uh, I just looked up the total, and while this does include the YouTube embedded videos as well, but uh, on GunTube right now, we have a total of 761 videos. Right on. Now, what kind of increase in rate is that? I mean, what was it six months ago? Do you remember? Six months ago, probably about, you know, 100, 200. Okay, so it's grown quite a bit. And a year ago, yeah. when did you start it all? Um, actually, not not too not too far from right about now. Right on. Yeah. So that's pretty decent. And obviously, you're building it, and you've told people, "Hey, don't overwhelm it. Don't kill me with with you know all these different factors. Put something up there for people to find." But it's a catch twenty two, or it's a balancing act. The more stuff you put up there, the more visitors can find it. So the more efficient and useful it all is. But of course, now it starts costing more and more money. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I do it because, quite honestly, I don't trust YouTube. I've seen what they've been doing. They haven't done everything good. I mean, granted, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that the 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 channels that they have gotten rid of aren't were necessarily great channels to begin with. But again, if they're saying if they're saying that they can silence anybody for whatever reason they want, uh, that's great for them but not for me. So if you have a gun video, it doesn't matter what kind, whether you're teaching your kids how to shoot, whether you're you're teaching your kids how to build the AR-15, or you're doing some sort of gunsmithing, you're doing reloading, you know, anything that has to do with firearms that people would want to see, put that on GunTube. You know, it could be just your, your awful day at the range or your great day at the range. Regardless, people want to see that. So put that on gun tube. The gun and you know I've been using gun tube, gun streamer, um, YouTube of course, um, huge tube, and I'll honestly say gun tuber has the best interface for uploading videos and categorizing them. And I like that inner like you built the best interface. You really did. Yeah, we're not even talking shit because gun streamer I think is. Probably the third best. Well, no, it isn't. GunTube is the best. GunStreamer is the second best. And its category system is not, it doesn't exist. And yeah, there's, there, it's, it's a, it's a very simple interface. Great, but it's also missing some things that you've incorporated right from the beginning. But the thing is, the, the software that YouTube and GunStreamer are using is the same software. Okay. And it does have the ability to categorize. I just don't think they have that turned on because well, they, they kind of do. Well, no, actually they don't. I was going to say they kind of do, but no, it's like actually it just goes up as general all the time. They have the ability to add uh, playlists, I guess I was thinking. But when we're talking like things, so Nightstrike can put a thumbnail on there and you can change the thumbnail. And you can, I guess you can kind of change the thumbnail on theirs, but yours is an easier way to deal with it. You can change the, um, you know, the description and all that to a little deeper extent than the other platforms. And then you've got that cool feature where at the bottom of your upload or when you're editing at the bottom there, you can suggest to the viewer what video to watch next. So if you're creating a series or if you're responding to something, it's basically video responses that we had back in the day when YouTube still cared about community. Absolutely. Uh, I'm also working on trying to set it up to where, uh, I can set up uh, member groups, user groups, kind of. Oh, so, so say, say if you're like, you know, you're 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 Ghost Tactical, and you have the Ghost Squad for your Patreon group. Okay, so setting up, setting up sort of like a a group where he's the uh, he's the administrator of that group, and nice. his group is named Ghost Squad. Or you know, for for my stuff, you know, Strike Force. So work, I'm working on that. It's not done yet. It, it, it's in the infancy, but it's coming. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. And and the system is already built in to where if you're a member of that user group, 
you can set some of your videos not only to just private, to only be able to be seen if you're part of that member group. Now, it looks like Nice Strike, you might have to get uh, in touch with uh, Roosted uh, Films. I think think he's had some issues uploading to GunTube. He's uh, not savvy on that. So maybe you could help him out or one of us. I, I could probably help him out. So if Roosted, uh, you're out there. Uh, anytime that you want to hop in one of these chats or like one of the lobby chats or whatever, I'll totally, you know, show you how to upload to, to gun to. Right. Like and you'll, I, really, you'll really like their interface. It's, it's really awesome. And remember if I'm not around right now, there's this gun, uh, the gun to main page called contact. If you have a problem with the website, it would behoove you to click on that contact and fill out the information. Thanks. Oh, you're breaking up. Fill out the information because you read it. You're saying? Fill out the information and let us know what's not working or what you're having problems with so we can help you or fix it. Just like YouTube. If you have a problem, you just call their number and they answer it and they... Yeah. Problem. I, I, GunTube does not have enough money to have a 1 800 number yet. So, you know, we're, we got to go by email. I know. Well, I don't know. We talked a little bit about it as far as an overview, and I'm sure we're preaching to the choir to some extent, but you never know if somebody new is watching tonight or in the future, somebody will stumble across it and be interested in participating. But, um, on any of these platforms, you can take video on your phone. You don't need to buy an elaborate camera or anything like that. Um, phones are pretty capable, and if you have any issues with that, check out uh, various videos over on GunStreamer or on GunTube.org. People have created tutorials. Uh, people sometimes uh, do something, I don't know, maybe they're doing something else. Maybe like when I was doing the cards or something, you know, I was creating them, talking about the inventors, but at the same time, you might see something in the video where I'm doing some technique in Photoshop or something that answers a question you didn't know you had or shows you some ability of the software you didn't know you had. So while there's tutorials out there, just watch somebody like Travis or Gary or um, Roosted when he's up there. And a lot of times people are sharing not just whatever content they're creating or whatever, but a lot of times we're, you know, talking about the software we're using or, um, you know, we're doing something with a screen share where you can kind of see the process. So in other words, you'll, you, if you just dig around and start, if it's in something that interests you, you'll, you'll discover, uh, some tips and tricks along the along the way as you're surfing. All right, so there we go. Now let's talk about unless anybody else wants to throw anything else in there. We need to pick a featured member of the day. So Bob hasn't been around in a bit. Got an idea for who we want to feature for our featured member? Maybe you walk. Uh, I don't know. Let's say. Uh... Roosted, why not? Right on. Yeah, Roosted is a good dude. Uh, he's been posting all kinds of videos and hanging out, and I got to meet up with him. So he's real. He's not a robot. And uh, good dude. Then we have uh, verification. Yep. So his uh, newest video, his newest video, the uh, blind challenge with the uh, pit bull, the American pit bull, is an awesome video. I like if if you, none of you guys are subscribed to Roosted, definitely go check out his channel, Roosted Films, and uh, yeah, his most recent vi video for uh, Patriot in the Dark uh, Blind Challenges. It's a pretty it's a pretty great video, and that's what we build on channels for. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be sophisticated with tech, and you certainly don't even have to be creating content. Uh, you can be part of it, and if you are ever interested in it, there's people there to help you out. But uh, Nothing works without people watching when we're creating stuff like this and comment. And that's the other thing. Lots of people watch and you, know, you see numbers happen. That doesn't mean nothing. When you see comments happen, though, you see your activity, interactivity with your whatever you're creating. You know, that helps you learn and you get feedback. So that's what it's all about. So we try to feature member every day and we're not great about that lately, but we'll keep doing that. 
Yeah. Uh, and we can talk about what's coming up on the calendar. <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to screen share, so I'll just jump over to the main page and see what's happening. So we talked about gun channels before, gunchannels.com. And uh, let's say it's a community, right? We built this thing five years ago. It's a framework. It's a piece of software that could be anything. It could be a real estate place. I could make it into Craigslist. It's just a piece of Play-Doh that you put on the internet and you build it into what you want. I tried to build it into a place that creates community. So we have channels where we can do our own projects or if we have an area of interest or there's a channel up there for gun deals, uh, Dead Horse often will find a deal someplace and post into there. So there's lots of community channels and then lots of individual channels and like this one for the podcast. So in addition to channels, we have uh, a calendar and uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So when you're logged into gun channels or not, up at the top page of every, at the top menu bar of every page you're on, you're going to find events and that'll take you to the calendar. Or if you just log in as a member and you scroll down a little bit on the left side, you're going to see the current uh, events that are on the schedule. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And this used to be a fairly regular Monday thing. We'll try to get back into the hang of it. Um, there was kind of a dead spot in the middle of the year, year when it's hot and a lot of people are out on vacation and stuff. So fewer things are scheduled, but as you get into the fall and winter and before it gets real hot again, you know, a lot of the bigger events are scheduled. So we try to talk about them on this show so that people are aware of them. Also to give them a little bit of extra coverage. Some of these things are larger than others and some of them can use the the cross-linking and uh, just mention of them. So we're digging into them today, and the next thing it looks like that's coming up is this Friday will be the Knob Creek machine gun shoot, which is a very long-term, long been going on for many years. Twice a year they get together in Knob Creek, Kentucky, and uh, have an exposition shoot, I guess you'd call it. A bunch of people on machine guns get together and shoot them, and the spectators are encouraged. and facilitated so you can sit there and watch a bunch of people shooting all kinds of interesting things. I believe they have a gun show at the same time now, so it's a pretty neat event. I've never attended it, but there's certainly a lot of coverage of it out there over the years. Uh, and that's in Knob Creek, Kentucky. The next thing on the list is October 16th is the National Association of Sporting Goods Wholesalers. They have an exposition each year. I believe it trans travels around and it's sort of like SHOT Show except for sporting goods stores as opposed to gun shops. So while some of the same stuff will be there, like the knives and the, probably the optics and some of the clothing and stuff, you're not going to see, I, mean, I guess there are some guns there as well, but you're not going to see like the uh, manufacturers or the materials that you'll see at SHOT Show. And I don't, well, there might be wholesalers. I've never been to a dog. Some, a little bit less um, of the real hardcore gun stuff and probably more things like bicycles and kayaks and dog stuff. Um, the Gun Blast is a channel that's been attending that for a long time. I think they still do. And uh, a lot of times they would see things that were yet to be or going to be debuted at SHOT Show, but they'll kind of pre-roll them at that National Association of Sporting Goods Wholesalers. So if you're out there creating content or you just want to get into the industry a little bit more, then consider checking out that event. Next on the calendar would be the Big Sandy machine gun shoot, which is held out in Arizona, in the middle of nowhere, kind of between Phoenix and Vegas, literally out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, that one's a little bit more hardcore to attend. You have to either bring a camper like Bob did or camp out there because it's a couple of hours from the nearest town, which is not big. And uh, usually the hotels get booked pretty quick. So a lot of people that will attend as spectators will just camp out there. In fact, a lot of the people that shoot machine guns will camp out there. They'll bring their RVs and stuff out. And that's a pretty fun event. It happens twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall, usually a couple of weeks after the Knob Creek one. Uh, pretty cool. Let's see. What is this all about? October 20th. Show your support for 2A rights. Oh, okay. So on October 20th, Florida Carry has a anniversary event. Um, where uh, basically Florida has some crazy rules about open carry. So it's not legal yet in the state, although Florida carry is working towards that. Uh, so I think on the anniversary of a guy getting arrested for open carrying, they go fishing, quote unquote, and everybody brings their fishing poles and open carries as sort of a um, to stand up to laws and to make awareness, I guess we would say. We would say. 
So that's October 20th. If you're in Florida, consider uh, checking that out. Uh, it says November 8th is Outdoor Retailer. And that used to be in Salt Lake City, but I guess they moved it to Denver. And that is definitely more geared toward, it's a trade show, but much more geared towards outdoor stuff, uh, outdoor stores and um, regular people, I think, attend that. So it's more like less of a trade show and more of a, what do they call that? Like just a regular old show where cars will be debuted and stuff. So it's, I think, less of a trade show and a little bit more of um, uh, for end users to show up. And again, all the same knife boost that'll be at SHOT Show, um, boots and clothing, but definitely kayaks and dog stuff and hiking stuff and sleeping bags. You can always see sleeping bags at SHOT Show. Uh, pretty big show though. And that happens twice a year. The one in November is the winter one. And I, that's the one I've attended. The summer one is more like running and bicycling and kayaking and outdoor stuff. So uh, that's in Denver now. And from what I've heard, it's a little different because Denver is just a little different town than Salt Lake City. Uh, next up on the list is Wanamaker, which is the world's biggest gun show, at least the biggest gun show in the United States in size and in reach, I think. I mean, just so many people show up at that show from all over the country. And uh, that's twice a year. And this one's in November, November 10th. And uh, that should be a fun event. The next thing on the list is SAR Show, which is the first weekend of December, and it's a three-day show that's held at the Phoenix Fairgrounds. Um, Small Arms Review Magazine uh, hosts an entire building there where it'll have they'll have all kinds of collector stuff uh, from belt-fed, tripod-mounted, anti-aircraft, mortars, anything giant and big and belt-fed will be in that building and a lot of parts and accessories and just neat stuff that you don't see at typical gun shows. And in conjunction, the Crossroads Gun Show promoter has their largest show there in Phoenix. So it's a massive three-day event, three full days, and uh, $120 or $25 gets you in all three days. It's in Phoenix, so it's pretty easy to uh, find a hotel and stuff. It's not such a big event that it dwarfs Phoenix or anything. And uh, Definitely worth attending if you've never attended just a straight gun show. Uh, it's probably half the size of Wanamaker, so it's not overwhelming. And you have three days. Wanamaker is twice as big, but you only really get a day and a half. So it's a little tougher to deal with um, uh, with uh, Wanamaker. Uh, we don't have anything on the schedule. That we shot show. It's in January. It'll be towards the end of January this year. And then we got the Great American Outdoor Show up in Pennsylvania. That'll be a week-long show that the NRA has taken over. And it's kind of a mix between a trade show and a gun show. It's definitely open to the public. It's for end users. And it's a week-long, from what I understand. So that's a neat event. And then we got uh, Wanamakers coming up again in April. So um, you can kind of see how it goes from, you know, October this weekend, October 16th, October 19th, October 20th, November 8th, November 10th, November 30th. And then we jump to January, February, April. So... If you know of any events that are coming up in December or any time before then, uh, feel free to post them. As a member of Gun Channels, anybody can post events. Uh, Cycle Camp, one of the people who co-hosts the show once in a while, uh, is out in Connecticut, and he'll often post events from his Connecticut Citizens Defense League, uh, you know, smaller organization as far as the various uh, state-level uh, gun owners' rights groups. So when he posts an event for maybe their annual dinner uh, or uh, some kind of an event they're holding, Again, it's letting a few people know, which is nice, but it's also putting that those links and those, those cross-references on the internet, on a site like Gun Channels with a lot of people visiting it every single day. And that really can help those sites to be recommended and you know, search engines and things like that. So we do this as an effort to let people know about what kind of neat stuff is happening out there in our 2A community, but also so that we can help amplify and give the little added reach to these uh, organizations and events that are going on. Uh, I need to put the Arizona Citizens Defense League's uh, annual meeting in there. Now that I'm saying that, we should have. Well, I think we did put um, UTG Tube. One of the people we were talking about before. We talked less about them than GunStream or GunTube, uh, but they have all kinds of irons in the fire. And one of theirs was a free gun show. So they had a gun show that anybody could attend for free. Still cost you a couple of bucks for a table, but not very expensive. 
and I guess they held that in their facility, right? Yep. So they've got a big warehouse facility. They opened it up at a free gun show. They gave you free breakfast. It was a free lunch also. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's the kind of stuff I really wish I could have got a down free here. Vegan breakfast. Oh, really? No, that's even better. And then, uh, yeah, I really think that that's the neat stuff out there that people that are jumping in and saying gun shows don't have to be like this or that anymore. Let's make them different. Well, they'll have bounce houses with the kids and archery uh, setups for the kids. And now that seems dangerous. So they're in a jump house shooting bows and arrows. <laughs> they'll, they'll have laser tag and they'll have like face painting and stuff. So even like if you got a little girl that doesn't isn't into guns and archery or, or all that. They got face painting and stuff. And I mean, they have something there for everyone, really, for your wife, they'll have jewelry and stuff. I mean, they do a pretty good job about making it a family event mixed in with guns. That's what I like. And hopefully we'll get to meet up with them this week. They're kind of tough to, to get a hold of. Let's see. What else are we going to talk about tonight? Mm. I'm going to put this out there. I've got this kind of sprinkled into our schedule and because our schedule has been wanky. Um, anybody that wants to do any intros or plugs for the gun for the daily gun show and put them out on your channels, feel free to do that and let us know. You know we can use them on our show. That'd be cool. Uh, let people uh, be part of the, the whole thing here. Um, unfortunately, we're not getting much feedback on the gun channel side tonight. So um, you guys have anything you want to chat about? Nothing I can think of. No, I'm good. All right. Well, I guess that's the show. So, um, thanks, everybody. I'm also going to put a help wanted out there. If there's anybody that wants to help host shows like Jimmy used to do, um, set them up and start them. Right, because it's definitely been a tough to, well, when I was driving around different time zones, it was tough knowing when the show was even, but also uh, just after, you know, hours of driving and running around doing stuff, uh, I was exhausted. So if I could have jumped in with a phone, we probably would have had a little bit more consistent shows. If anybody's interested in helping out, uh, let me know. Uh, gun websites at gmail.com. Huh? Gun shop of the day. Oh, yeah, let's do gun shop of the day. Go ahead. Somebody saying something? Well, he's muted. So quit hitting the mute button on and off, and then you won't cut it, cut out. Um, what gun shop should we do? <coughs> Let's do the uh, place called the Cody Firearms Experience. Is that what it's called? I just posted it on Instagram uh, today, I think. Uh, one of the shops I visited in Cody, Wyoming, which is where the Dug Up Gun Museum is and some other museum. Um, there's basically was the, me, waiting to meet up with the guys at the Dug Up Gun Museum. And I was checking out gun shops in town. And unfortunately, a lot of them are closed for business, like out of business. And some of them shut down for this off season. But this thing called the Cody Firearms Experience. Uh, me and Dead Horse were just talking about that before. Um, it's literally thousand yards outside the east gate of Yellowstone, which is the busiest gate of Yellowstone National Park, which is our first national park. Tons of people, 2.5 to 3 million people will go through that gate alone each season and, uh, you know, go see Yellowstone and what is it, Old Faithful and all the stuff, the buffaloes that are running around. And a lot of it is foreign. Uh, international type of tourism. And then of course, people from cities or whoever wants to go actually look at Yellowstone. Keep in mind, they've either flown out somewhere nearby and then drove in, but you, know, you don't just fly into Yellowstone. You have to drive for a little while. So two and a half to 3 million people are driving past this gun shop. They got a giant banner out front. I put these pictures on Instagram, a uh, big billboard basically out front. And it says in big old letters, shoot guns, you know, come in and shoot Annie Oakley's gun, shoot a Gatling gun. And it's a rental range, but they have the theme of, you know, Cody, Wyoming, which is Buffalo Bill Cody and, uh, you know, Old West and the, 
all that. So uh, they've got a van, which is awesome, sitting out on the street. It says shoot guns on it. I'm assuming that's to pick up people and drive them over if they're, you know, in town on the tour or something. They don't have a vehicle. So that's neat that they can bring people over. It's a full service gun shop, though. I've got, like, say, some pictures over on Instagram if you want to take a look. Since you can shoot all kinds of historic guns, uh, they have a pretty nice display. In fact, at this point, it's the best, you know, display of firearms history in the town. And uh, it's in this gun shop. And you can not only get a little idea of the evolution of our firearms that we used in this country over the various campaigns and wars and stuff, but you can point at one and go shoot it. So if you want to shoot something black powder, if you want to shoot an old lever action, if you want to shoot a single action revolver or something, they've got a whole bunch of cool stuff to shoot there, as well as uh, like a M1 carbine paratrooper model and a Garand, it looks like, uh, Thompson and suppressed uh, ARs and things like that. So you can shoot some modern stuff as well. It's a full service gun shop. They sell guns and they're cool people. I went in and chatted with them. I was probably there for more than a half an hour just BSing with the guys at the counter and uh, watching them interact with customers and stuff. And they're capable, competent gun people. And uh, the people that came in, they answered their questions. And it was very, just like being in any other gun shop, it's just that they happen to be also firearms ambassadors, Second Amendment ambassadors for two and a half to three million people potentially that drive by and look at their sign. However many thousands of people decide that they're gonna try this out while they're in town. Uh, I think it's, you, I don't think you could ask for a, a better group of people to be our ambassadors. And I'd give them tons of credit. I think that's awesome. They've been there for three years. So if you think about it, 10 million people have seen that sign or more. And uh, I don't know how many people go in, but uh, they have a map of the world, like on, uh, on the wall there. And they put a little push pin in uh, from each country where people have visited from. And if you look at it, Europe is saturated. The United States is saturated. Canada has a bunch of pins in it, but Australia, uh, Asia, there's even dots in Africa and the Middle East. So they're bringing people in literally from all over the world, giving them an opportunity to see what it's like to shoot a firearm. More importantly, an experience of what it's like to be in the United States and see some of our gun culture. Again, I think that's awesome. So I didn't even realize that was something that was going on over there or the scale of it. But that's what the Gun Show Loophole Tour is all about, discovering stuff like that and hopefully bringing it out to let other people know about it, be inspired. Maybe somebody lives or works near uh, another point of interest that has you know, a bunch of people coming by and they might be able to you know, emulate something that they're doing there. Any chance any of you all been to that place? It's only three years old, so it's pretty tough. No, it's on my list, though. For 12 bucks? No, I haven't been there. Well, like I say, it's only three years old, so even if you've been to Cody, you'd be you'd have to be there in the last three years. Super neat, though. It's a nice, clean place. You know, it's big, so they can handle, I'm sure, a large group of people. Uh, they got a classroom there. They have an indoor, I guess, a gallery, type of shooting gallery type of thing with uh, guns that just shoot a little beam of light and knock over targets that have little receptors on them, I guess. So a very safe way for people to just have fun. You can do, like, a quick draw, uh, single-action revolver type of thing. You can do a little mayor's leg type of gun or like a lever action and there's just a whole mess of stuff you know like the old shooting galleries when you go to a carnival or something or more like an amusement park because it's a little bit more sophisticated than a mobile carnival type of thing uh anyway it's neat and you know, it takes up a good chunk of their floor space but they also have tournaments so people come in from around town i guess and compete just like if it was a bowling team or something i just thought that was pretty cool too So one of the reasons we do this show on the daily is so that we can talk about a gun shop every day. Um, I, I just posted 36 pictures of gun, show, gun shops today. Um, I was kind of bored this morning. And uh, that's just the pictures I had on my phone that I had the van in front of. So probably, you know, higher than that number of shows on our shops at this tour so far. I'll be on the road for quite a bit more. Uh, hoping to get up to 100 shops on this tour, and that'll give us 100 shows to talk about and feature a gun shop every day. Also, some pretty awesome surplus stores. And I guess some museums. Well, yeah, almost all awesome museums. Looking forward to it.
Yeah, I was talking. I don't know if you listened to Ghost Thing. Um, he did like he's 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 figured out how to do chats with people and then do much better audio than we have ever done with these live things. And then he uh, edits it and everything and does a pretty nice podcast. Anyway, he did one of those and we were chatting. And um, damn, what was I talking about? This thing. Oh, I was telling him that uh, one of my challenges that I think I, I know I failed on in the big trip last year when we did 11,000 miles in 48 days was uh, following up and being able to put up stuff. So uh, hopefully this time around, we'll be able to uh, do a better job of getting information about these shops out there, taking you know knowledge from that last trip and um, well, we'll see. So let me know and feedback what you know what you think or if you think i can do something better let me know looks like dano just jumped in how's it going for no night he's muted or he's not oh maybe he's having his mic thing that might be uh, yeah. so we can't hear hey, you dano hear us now he's muted no he's not um, anything else we want to chat about tonight? It doesn't look like anybody's really saying anything on the gun channel side. Thanks for the reminder, DT. We do have a lot of people who've been asking about how Bob's been. So how's Bob been doing? Everybody's wondering how Bob's been doing. Can you hear me now? Yep, we can hear you. How's Bob been doing? Oh. <laughs> no, we can hear you now. Whatever you did worked. Okay, yeah, I'm having technical issues with my phone. I have to plug in earbuds in order for the microphone to turn on. Don't know why. That's weird. It's not like you could turn off a mic like you can stick a piece of tape over a camera. You know? right. right. It's just some glitch in the software or something. It, it happened about six months or a year after I got it, of course, just after the warranty shot. But I don't want to take us off topic. Right. Well, we were about to ask Bob. Just people have been asking, I guess, uh, how Bob's been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hanging in there. What uh, What you've been I doing to keep yourself out of trouble? Not much. You've been getting into trouble? Not much. No. I saw your, uh, your uh, I think it's a spare tire cover. Is that what that is with the big gun channels logo you put on it? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, going on the front of the front of the camper oh okay yeah, a spare tire goes into a trailer hitch that's on the front of the camper so that's pretty sweet yeah that's gonna uh, yeah as i pull into any rv park that's the first thing people are gonna see eh? it's a big gun channel logo so is the is the that particular rv still uh obviously it, it may not be fully functional at the moment but is that the one that still in the future you plan on and, and keep using Oh yeah, no, it's it's all good. It's just a matter of uh, a bunch of paperwork hanging me up now. So right, yeah, probably won't be this year. It won't be down, but hopefully next year. So you got the the Ford running? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I uh, had the motor back in, everything runs good. I'm just kind of kind of waiting until I can afford to put some new belts and. Um, shit like that on it but i mean there's no sense doing that until i'm ready to hit the road so yeah yeah don't wait until winter to take the engine out next time yeah well no i'm not going to take that motor out ever again if it blows up it's going to have a fire now that's the <laughs> uh that was the ford uh 460 yeah yeah if it, if it if it had just been in a truck or something that's fine that's not a problem but it was getting it in and out of that stupid van was a pain in the arse. So what we're talking about is about a camper, an RV that is basically with the camper on the back, and well, you had an issue with the motor, so you pulled it and put a different motor back in it. No, I just I, different engine. Back. Yeah, no, I just put all new gaskets in the motor. It was leaking everywhere. It oh, okay. sat for long. Yeah. Okay, so you just oh, took the motor out. Fiddle with it and put it back in. Yeah, I put new gaskets, 
new valve guides, uh, you know, new seals. Uh, put it all back together, slapped it back in, fired it up, it ran like a charm, like started instantly, ran nice and smooth. So all good to go. It's just a matter of, you know, like I say, getting paperwork straightened out, but that's going to take probably until after Christmas. So there's no sense coming down then. So. Well, have you taken out yeah. to a local lake just to, you know, get some miles on the highway or... Well, then I gotta then I gotta license it, and it's gotta get safety first. Because here in the province I'm in now, every time you buy a vehicle, it has to get safety. My my old province, it got safety once, and then it was good forever, which was way better. Is that like emissions, or is that like a roadworthy type of test? It's yeah, it's just roadworthy, eh? They just want to make sure your brakes work and your tires are good and stuff. So if any problem changing, it's got brand new tires on it and everything else works. Like I said, it's only got thirty-five thousand miles on the whole chassis. So, yeah. You have to worry about the since I had to deal with all recently. Do you have to worry about those kind of things right now? Well, I mean, they can go, but. Uh, generally, like this thing's on a one-ton chassis. I guess so is yours, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe simpler 1980s technology. You didn't like for one thing, you can grease it. Like it's got grease nipples on it, so that makes a big difference. Good, everything. I've had the front, like the wheels off it and everything, and to check the brakes and that, and everything's nice and tight. So, and it drives like real nice. Like I when I drove back from the lake, when I picked it up, other than the fact it was spewing oil, um, yeah, it cruised down the freeway at 80 miles an hour. You can let go of the wheel, it just tracks straight, and, you know. Now, uh, just to make, since you're not able to drive it as your daily driver, are you, like, just starting it up, uh, letting it run, like, once a month? Because I know a lot of yeah. times old, older cars don't like to sit. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it gets started. <clears throat> it's just sitting in my sister's ranch, eh? just parked next to the barn. Right, and that's separate from where you're at now, right? Right, yeah. I'm at a house in, in the city. Yeah, it just, I, I've had a lot of older vehicles that if I didn't start them at least once a week, uh, at the end of the month, they may not start at all. Yeah, I've never really had that problem. I mean, uh, I was getting ready to sell my one motorcycle and I pulled it out of the barn and it had been sitting for at least five years, put fresh gas in it, fired right up. Right no, but, I mean, it's there that nothing can decay, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's basically being in Canada is like being sunk in one of those bogs. Yeah. yeah. Right next, right next to the woolly mammoth. Why we live so long. Just like putting meat in the freezer, right? It'll keep for a long time. <laughs> yeah. right, well, we were talking a bit about using YouTube for Second Amendment stuff. I don't know if Dana wants to jump in. He was just at the gun rights policy conference. He might have some insight to that. Um, it, uh, I, I, I do like the fact that at least they're starting to use some technology, which is nice. Uh, but I, I think, uh, something that, you know, uh, many of us saw is they're not necessarily getting all that's free and available to use it to make the most of some of the free tools that are out there, which is unfortunate, but fixable. Yeah, definitely. I agree with the definitely fixable part. Or I guess I agree with all of it, but I'm with you on that. All right, well, you can I, hear mutant, but I've been yawning and yawning here. But go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say because, you know, they can get their message, you know, the things that we were hearing for. And, you know, so, some there were a lot of different people that spoke at that particular event. And it's not that, you know, every one of them is a showstopper because that's not the case, but there are some that definitely are, are outstanding. 
And if they're not using the technology, especially the free stuff that's widely available, um, and getting it out there to the masses, it's kind of lost forever in its own way. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the downside of, of, of not, uh, you know, using the, the uh, technology that's readily available is we, we lose uh, getting the message out there by people who really did a good job doing their presentation. Because once it's spoken, it goes off in, into the ether and then just kind of disappears. And fortunately, there were some people kind of doing, you know, like yourself, doing what I'll call, you know, guerrilla rebroadcasting. And then there was um, some people doing uh, radio stuff. Uh, but, you know, that, I think, can really be enhanced so that it's the, the whole event is, is captured and, and hopefully at some point broken up maybe into chapters. Like, so if you're looking for a particular speaker or you're looking for, well, I want to hear what the uh, Gun Rights of Illinois group had to say, you can, uh, you can pull that either as go to point, you know, 39 minutes and 50 seconds, and that's where it begins, or simply create a playlist where all the list uh, speakers are listed, and you simply click on that and kind of like an index, and it takes you immediately to that speech. And that's just using existing technology. It doesn't cost any more, it takes time, and it takes awareness that these things are out there. Yeah, and for them, that means a person to do it, whatever. But yeah, you're right. Just take right. some time. Well, well, that's the time part. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, since we're talking about uh, YouTube and getting a two-way message out there, I think, for me, one of the biggest uh, things about this uh, gun rights policy conference over the others is Kevin. He's awesome. And uh, so what is it, Kevin Dixie? Yes, uh, Kevin Dixie. He's uh, runs a, uh, a a couple of different things. One is um, a training school called uh, No Other Choice, uh, and that's I uh, think what he calls his social media channel. So I was thinking yes. of him on Instagram, but he does it on YouTube too. But um, look, go ahead. No Other Choice. Uh, yes, and and that's uh, because of the philosophy of of teaching. Uh, firearms and using them is, is is they should literally be used when you have no other choice. Um, and uh, he, he uses. Uh, uh, I'm probably not 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 the best person to to, to call it. I didn't exactly prep for this particular section, but uh, he's uh, very well spoken. Uh, uses history as his guide as to uh, to to uh, engage the listener as to, who may not be aware of things that have happened uh, in history and as it relates to gun control and control of you and me, um, as well as others out there. And, and, and being aware of that, and he, he just does a really good job of uh, getting that message out there in a way that I certainly am not doing right now. <laughs> You know, I, I, I wish I could speak as well as he can, but uh, it's just not a gift that I have. Well, I want to throw in there that Kevin is, you know, talking about two, using 2A stuff on YouTube. His, like you just said, his uh, perspective on it and his, like, grasp of... Um, the, con the, the context of what we're talking what he's talking about but then his like savvy or his like skill in relating that is more than unique it's awesome and inspiring yes. he can speak efficiently clearly and like precisely but not in the way like alan corwin who i would give those same attributes to alan corwin can make you roll your eyes if you're not you know into saying things like there's a culture of jihad or whatever. Right. Uh, right. Jihad. Um, if he could be a little dry, his, his points are freaking super valid. I'm talking about Alan now, but it's just something about his delivery where with Kevin and it's not, I think it's, it's not just always oh, a different person doing it. It's like, he is, he's a he's, he's just really good at, at uh, 
seeing the big picture and cutting right to it in a way that keeps you on board. Like you, you want to listen and he's really good at it. And we're talking Charismatic. about right? I guess that's and um, but some people are with no content, you know, they just are charismatic and they, they just settle for that where he's got serious valid points that he's getting across and the way that he does it, he did a, uh, a thing on Instagram just recently with that sheriff who was, uh, suggesting that like no guns need to be, to be legal and he kind of ends his little I don't know if you've seen the speech by the sheriff down south somewhere he ends his speech with something like well they say from their cold dead hands and he, he ends his speech with like the sheriff ends his speech with okay and then this crowd cheers and it's like you hear what you're saying old man you're saying that you're willing to kill other americans because you don't think they should have guns and kevin instead of just like i would say just like i just said it you know, it's dry and boring to some people, I'm sure. Kevin, though, made it like uh, just a fun thing where he's like, oh, I went to this comedy club and you're never going to hear, you're never going to believe what this comedian said. And, you know, he just did it in a way that um, is easy to understand and listen. It's just, I think he's he's winning. So when we're yeah. talking about 2A on, on YouTube, I think he's mastering that. Yeah. I also, uh, for those that are interested in listening to this guy, I believe, I believe I could be wrong, but I believe, uh, on his, uh, YouTube channel, he has that five, six minute section of his speech. So if you're want to know what, what I was talking about, cause I'm not representing it very well. And, uh, G webs is doing a much better job th than, than I am, but you want to hear what we're actually talking about and why this kind of guy kind of blew us away is to go to no, no other choice on on uh youtube and he has his speech that we saw in rosemont illinois uh and uh and check it out for yourself yeah and that's probably the best way to experience it and then see what we're talking about here yeah and um Of course, they're, not gonna, they're gonna give me like a thousand songs. Here we go. Anyway, so I'll find the link here so I don't have to wait around for it. But um, if you're familiar with someone who's out there just winning with Second Amendment stuff over on uh, the YouTube, we encourage you to uh, give us some feedback. Send us a dailygunshow at gmail.com. And I'll throw it out here on the Gun Channel side first, because it's better. There's the link. And uh, he also does uh, community activism in regards to the Second Amendment, where he'll like meet with a group of people at a local coffee shop uh, where there might be 10, 15, 20 people, possibly, and um, and, and and actually have a discussion on, you know, he'll, he'll have a, a short speech and then actually have a discussion with each of the individuals as they have questions. T typically, either uh, most of them, t people tend to be open-minded. That's why they're there in the first place, but they have questions. Um, you know, from, from the grandma that says that, you know, why, you know, I understand that we have a right to have gun, but why do we need these military guns? And, and he'll take that... And, and he'll, um, in, in a way that would be a corporate appropriate for a grandma to listen to, because she doesn't know the difference between uh, semi-auto and auto and, 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 you know, and, and break it down for her in a way that she can best understand it. He, he's very good at, at speaking directly to the audience that happens to be there at that moment. Versus if you're at a gun rights policy conference, you're going to speak a little bit differently. Um, because there's an expectation that at least that crowd is familiar with the parts that, that, that necessarily <laughs> a, a, a breakfast area where it's all grandmas and, and aunts and uncles and grandpas and stuff like that. Good point. So, and that was Kevin Dixie of No Other Choice. All right. Well, there we've given you kind of a member of the day and a bonus channel to go check out if you haven't already. Yep. And um, I think with that, we can wrap it up. We've been going about an hour. 
Thanks again, Bob, for jumping in. And we can, now we need to get Bob in on a band chat. We should chat bands one of these days. Yeah. Taters, you're having a chat after this one? Yes, I am. Uh, what's known as a taters tube in the industry? The tater tube, the infamous. <laughs> right up. So uh, hopefully everybody's been watching Ellis's blossoming into his new job over at PSA. I don't know if he's listening, but congrats. Sounds like he's starting pretty quick. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I uh, The last time I heard him on one of his shows, he was waiting to hear back from them. And then when I was, before I got to this show, I had heard him that he actually got the job. So I was really blown away and happy for him. Yeah. I told him he had to, had to behave himself once he got hired to, you know, because he, not only is he going to be representing PSA, but he's also going to be representing the family. So, you know. And uh, gun channels with that forecoming discount once he gets through his probationary period. Uh, the five-finger five gun channels discount? Uh, no, I'm, think, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about the legitimate discount. That's <laughs> fine. No, and I'm certainly joking. I mean, I don't think anybody would would want to abuse him for that. He, he's already well, said that he's not going to give anybody discounts. So, and, and and he should be because it 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 would just put his livelihood at risk. So it's perfectly understandable. But if I, you're a lady and you're listening, you want to marry him, then you probably get a family discount, right? There you go. But but then you got to go all in. Oh, you're all in. Yeah, you can't <laughs> stop halfway. And with that, we're going to end it because that's getting weird. So, yep. again, thanks, everybody, for joining us and for everybody's patience. Uh, it looks like Taters is jumping out to get the Tater Tube. So if you're not familiar, uh, over on Gun Channels, the community that we built five years ago, there were a bunch of people hang out and chat, uh, also share their images. They share things that are going on in the community and generally, you know, Actually, we meet up in real life quite often. So, um, you know, if you're interested, uh, head over to Gun Channels and head over to the channel called TaterTube. We'll probably put a link on the main page once it's set up. And it'll be a more open conversation, a free-form conversation where we just chat about stuff that's going on. Uh, we don't really get into politics here, but I'm sure people have opinions on uh, the whole Supreme Court thing and what might be next. So um, feel free to jump in over there or... Uh, you want to start something of your own, do it. Um, I was going to say something. I started talking and I forgot what I was going to say. So I guess I'll just end it. Thanks again for everybody for jumping in. Oh, I was saying thanks for everybody's patience. If anyone, again, is interested in helping out and being a member of the team and wants uh, to help start the shows up on a real computer, the one, well, one of the worst things about YouTube is that they give us this tech but they won't let us start a room from our phone. So it makes it really difficult being mobile uh, to be somewhere at a specific time with good internet and some peace and quiet to be able to start the show. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to give that an effort. But if you're interested in joining the team and being uh, helping with that, then uh, let us know, dailygunshow at gmail.com. And we'll see you tomorrow. Anybody else want to say anything before we get him out? Nice strike, you got anything coming up? Uh, now just check out guntube.org. We will. All right. Thanks again, Bob and Dano. And right. thank you.